Welcome back to Inside TBT, the official podcast of the basketball tournament. The basketball tournament that we are less than two weeks away from. I'm Andrew Zolden, the host of Inside TBT, and we've been cranking out interviews and cranking out content, and that's no different with this episode as we have Bleed Green, North Texas alumni's Brandon Jefferson on the show. Awesome TBT debut last year for Bleed Green. They're back again, the two seed in the Lubbock Regional. And then we talked to NBA veteran Jason Thompson, who has played the most games in Sacramento Kings history. He is a part of the Broad Street Birds TBT program, which is the Temple alumni. We get into why that is the case and a whole lot more. Two awesome interviews. Go to thetournament.com to get TBT tickets if you haven't yet. The Philly Championship is going to be electric no matter who's in it. So make sure you're getting your tickets. Let's get to these interviews right now. And we got a lot more interviews coming out all week. All right, joining me now on Inside TBT, Jason Thompson, NBA veteran who will be a player slash coach with the Broad Street Birds Temple alumni team this summer. Jason, welcome to the show. What's going on, man? Uh, appreciate you for having me. Absolutely. So we're going to talk, you know, a little TBT, a little NBA, a little Jason Thompson. But before that, you know, we were talking about it briefly before the show started, but can you just give a quick rundown of why you're part of this team specifically? Yeah, I just have a long uh, um, time, uh, you know, relationship with the uh, with the coach, uh, Tony Paris. I'm a guy that kind of took me under his wing, you know, since I was about 10 years old. And, and he just seen, um, you know, a talent in me, um, you know, from day one. And, you know, like I said, he was the type of guy where, um, you know, he's from New York. So he would be like, yo, you're doing your thing out here in South Jersey. Come to New York. Come to Philly. Come hooping. I, I was the ultimate hooper, man. I would just, like I, like when I was young, I would be done my homework, and then I was out. Like, let's go hooping. Um, you know, and like I said, like, this, let's get it in uh, at all times. So, like I said, a guy that um, I really respect and, um, you know, still kept in contact and helped me out a lot. And he's still doing workouts and stuff in the area as well. That's great. That's great to hear. So, what happens in TBT is guys who play coach, whatever for alumni teams, they become legends for that school. If they make an impact. So, you know, that you have a chance to become a temple legend <laughs> this summer. What do you think of that? Well, I mean, it's, I'm not sure how guys will think of that just because of the, uh, out of all the Philly schools, I tell everybody that Temple's the only team that we, haven't played. Um, but like I said, man, I have a lot of respect, you know, for the guys, um, alumni wise. And, uh, when I was playing, it was, uh, Fran Dunphy that was the coach. Um, and he, I even seen him as a coach when he was at UPenn. So, uh, you know, they've had a lot of success over the years. Um, and you know, like I said, I live in Philly, um, in my all seasons and, and still now. So, uh, you know, there's always a lot of love uh, when it comes to Philly, Philly teams, just not when, uh, they're playing against Ryder. Makes a ton of sense. So we got you now in TBT. I'm sure you're excited about that. What, what's your background, knowledge? What do you like about TBT? What are you looking forward to? I'll kind of let you take it from there. 
Yeah, man, I, I really have been intrigued of, of one is the consistency of it and um, how impactful it is, you know, for certain guys to even, you know, get looked at. Um, one of my good friends and uh, former teammates was Kyle Fogg, and I know that they had the run that they had. I think I forget the name of the team. I know you would know. Um, Overseas Elite. Yes, Overseas Elite. Exactly. Yeah. And I think they won what three or four championships in a row. Yeah, yeah, and he was and he was MVP for most of those. So, like I said, we I would uh, I played with him in China, um, and like I said, we had a lot of stories just talking about that. And um, and like I said, he was just telling him, you know, he was telling me how like the excitement that he had, and I, like I said, man, it's just been getting bigger and better each and every year. Um, so it's definitely one thing that um, you know I could definitely respect is the consistency and how much um, you know it's involved now. Last year, I think it was, um, they, you know, they played at the Rucker. So, you know, a lot of uh, history, man, and it's just a lot of respect. Yeah. Um, something that's cool about TBT, the Elam ending, which the NBA All-Star game has adopted, where basically you play to a score, uh, kind of like what a pickup game does, except the score is determined, you know, halfway through the fourth quarter. For you, you've played with a lot of big-time players in your career. Who of your teammates do you think would really thrive in an environment like that where it's, hey, you know, we need eight points to win. We're eight points away from the target score. Yeah, well, I played with uh, Mr. Relevant himself that turned into an all-star. So I think Isaiah Thomas, uh, you know, big on that. You know, he can get, uh, you know, hot on the court real quick. Um, you know, with his ability to score in bunches. And um, and I even had a teammate at Jimmer for dead as well, too, um, who Jimmer has played uh, in TBT. I think he did last year. Um, yeah. So we had a lot of guys, a lot of scorers. Uh, I know Tyreek, um, you know, Evans, especially, uh, you know, in his, his days, could, you know, could do it, heat up as well. So, you know, I played with a lot of great players. And um, I just think it's really good, too, because, you know, it makes it, the game's closer and, and way more intense. You don't have those blowout games, um, you know, and things like that. So I think that it just, and like I said, it makes, it actually makes players smarter, um, young and younger too. You know, there's a lot of guys that have a lot of talent, but what separates them is their, you know, IQ on the court. But I think like with that type of ending, you know, you have to play defense a certain way. You got to play offense a certain way. Um, and, and they may not appreciate it now, but they will um, as their career goes on. I think that's a great, great uh, response. Jimmer, Tyreek Evans, uh, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah is a guy that we've been trying to get in TBT for a long time. So maybe you can get in his ear and be like, hey, come play, come play on the Temple team. For sure. For sure. Yeah, make him come on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to tell you before we really jump into, you know, your time in the NBA. So let's say, let's say 2013, 14, I was a big, you know, NBA 2K player. And I love doing like the fantasy drafts where you draft your own team. Mm. I would always, you know, draft LeBron, KD, whoever. And then we come around the fourth, fifth round and you are always available in the fantasy draft. And I'm like, boom, I want Jason Thompson. He could play the four. He could play the five, maybe play a little three if we're going big lineup. So you were Mm. a go-to pick of mine in fantasy drafts for 2K. Is that is that one of your biggest accomplishments, being able to play as yourself in a video game? <laughs> oh, man, it was dope. It was crazy because even, you know, I came out, I was in the 2008 draft. Um, so at that time, there was the 2K for college as well, too. Um, so even at Ryder, 
we still had the 2K for college, and I was playing there, and I was just hyped to be on that. And like I said, then when I get drafted um, to Sacramento and then being on there, and then, and then like I said, you, you feel obligated. Obviously, you wanted to play uh, with, you know, and then shoot all the time <laughs> and all those type of things too, man. But it's something that you dreamed about. I played 2K. I played NBA Live. Um, you know, they even had a time where it was the um, – NBA Jam, uh, and you know they oh, yeah. four or five players, and then I was on there as well too, man. It's just like I said, it's just a dream uh, come true. And then, like I said, it's one of those things where you know I wish that being in that you know organization, you know we had a stable coaches, um, you know for those years, and I had so many different coaches and all those type of things to to be able to get you know double doubles on a consistent basis. And now I'm since I'm retired, so now I kind of. Uh, do fantasy basketball more now. So now I can kind of appreciate it a, a little bit more. Absolutely. So you, you mentioned a bunch of coaches, unfortunately you did have a lot of coaches, but who, who are some of the coaches that really made an impact on you? And it can be assistant coaches in addition to head coaches. Well, well let's I mean, go, let's go NBA coaches with this. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, uh, without even, you know, taking a guess, I had coach Mike Malone. Uh, you know, so him winning the championship with the Nuggets, I was happy to see that for him, um, all the emotion. Um, and like I said, an organization that um, that stuck with him, even I think that, you know, they had a good year, I think his first year, and then they didn't make the playoffs and they stuck with him. Um, and, and like I said, then, you know, he, he's able to, uh, you know, win the championship and things like that. So I had him, um, you know, I had uh, Paul Westfall, you know, rest in peace to him. And, and like I said, a Hall of Famer coach, Hall of Fame player. Um, and, you know, him for him, this, the things that he's did uh, when he was with the Suns and getting to the finals. And like I said, unfortunately, you know, he had to play against that bad man and that historical team uh, in the Bulls. Um, and like I said, I also had George Carr, you know, another top Hall of Fame coach as well. And it's crazy to say that, like, in the seven seasons with this organization, I had seven different coaches, uh, which is a whole trivia question. Whenever they come out with NBA trivia, that's got to be on there for sure. Seven seasons, seven coaches. Yeah, that's crazy. So you seven seasons, like you mentioned, you're you have the most games played in Kings history. Let's get your top five teammates over that time. Wow. Okay. Or, or you could build a starting lineup with yourself in there and pick four other teammates. Right. Um, there we go. All right. So I'll go, like I said, I mean, it's personalities and all that type of stuff. And like I said, for me being that, that long, it's a lot of teammates. Um, but I would go, you know, Dante Green, uh, one, one of my guys. Um, I'll go Isaiah Thomas. I'll go Francisco Garcia. Uh I'll go Brad Miller, Bobby Jackson, you know, Spencer Halls. I mean, I got a lot, a lot of good guys, man, a lot of good guys. Um, you know, Rudy Gay, Derek Williams. I mean, the list goes on of the relationships that I had with these, you know, with these guys um, and stuff like that. Like I said, it's just unfortunate, uh, you know, for us to go through those type of situations. Who on the team right now do you think has the best chance to break your, your record? I think I think I think when uh, you know all the news came out of me going to the game and all those type of things, um, I think they said De'Aaron Fox, um, which I'm not sure the amount of games. But like I said, like the type of player he is and 
uh, face of the franchise. Um, he'll deserve it, you know, whenever that time comes. But uh, but like I said, I don't mind uh, having that uh, for now. <laughs> Do you uh, you overlapped with Boogie for a little while, right? I did. So you have a good Boogie story because someone that's very vocal on Twitter about Boogie is, is George Carl which is, right. is funny. It's funny to see, but do you have any notable boogie stories? Not sure. Uh, any of them are that good, uh, to, to, to say, um, but I, I would just say that I remember having my first 20 point and 20 rebound game, uh, against the Clippers. This is the Clippers with like doc rivers coaching and, um, Blake Griffin and Deandre Jordan. And, um, you know, and like I said, like, obviously, you know, when you have a guy like that as an all-star, um, you know, when he's not playing, which he wasn't, you know, it's more space, more touches. So, you know, anytime he was out, I would take my opportunity, um, you know, to, uh, you know, put numbers up and, and, and like I said, do what I do, what I do, you know, so you can uh, be successful in fantasy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but then with that being said, so I got, you know, I think it was 23 points, 22 rebounds or something like that. And then, you know, everyone was, you know, cheering me on and all this type of stuff. And the next thing you know, he goes and says, yo, don't get used to that. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> don't get used to that. I'm coming back next game. And the next game he goes and he has a 2020 game as well, too. So, oh, man. That's so funny. Kind of took the shine a little bit. But uh, that's how he was, man. Competitive dude. Um, talented. But uh, but like I said, I mean, a uh, little wild as well, too. Makes sense. You you obviously played against – I just got a few more questions for you. You played against oh. a ton, a ton, a ton of players. Kobe, LeBron, prime Dwight Howard. Who Was there anyone that you were like, God damn it, I can't believe we have to play this guy again tonight? Like anyone that just killed you guys <laughs> you know, every time? I mean, it's a great question, man, because like I said, especially in the West back then, and, and even in the division, you know, we had DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin. We had Dirk Levinsky. Um, then we had LaMarcus Aldridge and Greg Oden went healthy. Um, you know, and the list goes on. I, my thing is, it's like, you know, it, you had Dirk, especially he was very, very unique at the time. Now it's like everyone is kind of similar to him. Um, but, you know, with him, you had to put a hand in his face to even alter his shot because you were never going to block it. Some people that fade, you can block his shot. With him at his size, you know, at seven one, seven two, And then, like you said, especially during that championship run season, um, you know, when you have that type of respect in the league, you're going to get a lot of calls and, and things like that too. So even when you're supposed to body these guys up, you know, you're going to get like some quick fouls and, and get to the line, um, you know, so... I would always say, Dirk, I say, especially during the era when I got into the league in 2008, um, it was all mid-range. And like that was my game as well, too, even though I could shoot threes. Um, so I would say LaMarcus Aldridge, too, where if there was no weak side, I mean, they were doing the pocket passes um, in mid-range. And I mean, like I said, it, you know, it's automatic. It just keep running down court, knowing that it would take the ball out of bounds, no one was going to go in. Um, and I just know that after every, before every Clipper game, Especially when Blake was dunking on Kendrick Perkins and my, uh, Timothy Mozgov and uh, Brandon um, Brandon Knight, and like I said, no offense to, but like these are monumental 
dunk on. All I will say is this, I cannot get dunked on. That is going to be on ESPN or YouTube forever and ever. So I used to talk to them guys before the game. Say, yo, man, you got to chill out, yo. Like, <laughs> let's go at each other, but no, nothing crazy. So, like I said, it was all it's all respect. Um, and like I said, especially in the Western Conference, then just pick your poison on, on who you're going up against. I love that. Last two questions because it's kind of a one question two parter. <clears throat> Fav- favorite city to play in on the road. Least favorite city to play in on the road. Oh man! All right, so. <laughs> I mean, look, I don't want the fans going crazy on this answer because, like I said, I used to do a top five best and top five worst. Um, definitely the worst was this Oklahoma City, man. And like I said, like, no no offense to the, to them. They, they, they have some of the best fans in the NBA um, as well. But at the time, it was KD, Russ, Harden, like, you know, the, Ibaka, Harden, all those guys. So literally, they, like the hotel we were at was haunted. Guys didn't even really want to stay in the hotel. That was one. Then number two, really the only restaurant that people went to was KD's. So KD had a restaurant. I think it was like a soul food type spot. I'm not sure if it's there anymore. That was the only spot that really to go to. And then they had like a movie theater that was right there in the center. Which anytime the fans knew what team they playing against, they were going to be in that center the night before for sure, knowing that the team was going to be there. You know what I mean? Because there's nowhere to go. Um, so uh, I would say Oklahoma City, uh, and then the best—it's tough. Um, I would say like for weather and stuff wise, you know, it would—it's a toss-up between LA and Miami. Um, but then playing in the arena, it would be Madison Square Garden. All right. um, and then I gave two answers for that. Then I would say Madison Square Garden, and I would say now it's called Wells Fargo Center. Madison Square Garden, just because of that energy, man, and, um, you know, obviously it's the world's famous arena in the world. And then Philly, it was just because of just, you know, all my family and friends, high school, college, and all them came to the games, and sometimes it would be louder especially during those times, my fan people, fans would be louder than the actual arena at the time. So it was a lot of love. All right. Follow up. Most dangerous city in terms of, oh man, we're, we're going to get into some trouble tonight. Oh, you mean like good, dangerous, good, dangerous. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, I guess you got it. Honestly, I would think it's actually two answers I gave already. I would say Miami and New York, because those are the ones that just stay up openly. What uh, about Atlanta? Atlanta, but like I said, it kind of yeah, it just depends. That could be one, but I but then I would say one that was is low key. I would say Scottsdale, which would be Phoenix, Arizona. Scottsdale is very, very, very underrated. So I would All say right. yeah, I would say Miami, New York, and then Scottsdale. All right, last question. I lied. I have one more. It's all good, man. Before I get you out of here. We got to get the headlines. We got to get the clickbait. Who's the GOAT? Who's the greatest of all time? Oh, man. Yo, and like I said, I respect all three of these guys, man. Honestly, I I mean, to me, Michael Jordan is the GOAT. But I feel like it just depends on when people were born. You know what I mean? Because like I said, I waking up watching NBA on NBC – 
hearing Marv Albert and Bill Walton, and then and then and then and next you know the most feared man in the world was Michael Jordan, man. I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's all you saw. Like Mike, I want to be like Mike, right? And then the closest thing to that was Kobe Bryant. And I feel like it's a shame that Kobe's getting more respect when he's pat because, but like I said, he was a killer on the court, man. Like he was, he was there. And like I said, I think he's the closest to Mike. And then, like you said, you have LeBron as well too, because of what he's doing. So I, look, my goal, I would say Michael Jordan, but like I said, like it's Kobe, LeBron are, are right there as well too. All right. That's a fantastic answer. Jason Thompson, you're the man. I would keep going, except I'm going to be in Wichita, which is where you guys are going to be. So we're going to hang out in person and do round two of this interview in person. Sounds good, man. Appreciate you for having me. All right. Thanks for coming on. Jason Thompson will be a part of the Broad Street Birds this summer in TBT, the Temple alumni team. Don't ask him why he's a part of the Temple alumni team, (laughs) but he's on his way to becoming a Temple legend. All right, joining me now on Inside TBT from Bleed Green, the North Texas alumni, Brandon Jefferson. Welcome to the show. No, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. I'm happy to have you here. It's year two of the Bleed Green experience. Year one was great. Let's start with that. Take me through TBT 2022 and how it was for you. Uh, It was kind of chaotic. I missed a whole training camp uh, because I was in Denver with my wife's family. And I couldn't get a, a flight back to, you know, to make it to some of the practices. And so you know, I just showed up. You know, I mean, I knew the coaching staff already, but I showed up. And, you know, the coach was like, hey, just do what you do. Uh, we had a, they, they did a great job of picking the, our, like, the team. Uh, we had a bunch of great guys, you know, that know how to play basketball. So it, it, we just fit right in with each other. You know, obviously that first game was a tough one for us, but we pulled it out. And then against Kansas State, you know, we was very confident. You know, watching their game, you know, they had a, a, you know, big game before that that they wanted to buzz a bit. So we knew they'll be, you know, kind of tired our game. So we jumped on them. And it was a great experience playing, you know, Wichita on their home court. And, you know, obviously we lost by one, but, you know, we learned a lot. And, uh, you know, we just carried that confidence into this year. That first game was so fun and so chaotic, like you said. Was that one of the craziest basketball games you've ever been a part of? Yes, because I didn't really understand. I knew about the Elam ending, but like I didn't understand the the excitement you got like when you like when you win when you hit a good uh, like a buzzer beater. So mm-hmm. that was a great game, man. Obviously, I knew Francisco because I played against him overseas, and I knew what type of player he is. But I, I, you know, I was confident that we can win that game, you know. But as you see, like all we was all over the place that game, you know. But you know, we found a way to get the job done. But like you said, it was a great game. You know, that was one of the most exciting games I've been a part of. So no stranger to road environments in TBT now, like you mentioned, the aftershocks. This year you're going to Lubbock, where Texas Tech, the the fans in Lubbock are going to be just as crazy as the fans in Wichita. If you were to play those guys, Mm -hmm. what do you think in the environment would be like? No, it's going to be a college atmosphere. It's going to be crazy. And obviously, as you know, uh, Coach Mack, you know, that, you know, he took the, the UNT to the NIT tournament and won it. And now he's a head coach at Texas Tech. So it's going to be a lot of friendly fire, you know, but it's going to be, I think it'll be a great atmosphere, but, you know, we got to take care of the first game. Like I said, cause, you know, that first game is always the toughest, you know, and I think we play at one o'clock. So I, I like the early morning games or the early games. So, you know, we just got to get through that game and take it one game at a time. What time will your day start 
for a one o'clock game. I don't know how Coach Shaw was going to do it, but, you know, I'm an early morning person anyway, so I'll probably be up around 730 uh, just to, you know, wake up, take a walk, you know, just, you know, get my mind just sharp, ready for the game. So, you know, it's 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 that's like, because, you know, actually playing in China this season helped me because we was in a bubble, you know, majority of the season. And some of our games were at, you know, 11 a.m. sometimes. So I'm used to them early morning games. So you guys would potentially play Texas Tech, like we talked about, the Air Raiders, in the third round. Right. So the potential second matchup for the Air Raiders is Austin's own, which is the Texas oh. alumni. Okay. Would, would you prefer those two guys go at it and kind of waste all their energy? For, for, forget North Texas, forget Bleed Green. Is that a matchup you'd, you'd like to see in TBT? Oh, no, for sure. You know, that's what the fans want to see. You know, those two great colleges, you know, going at each other alum. Obviously, they got a lot of history with each other. And obviously, I was with John Roberson uh, a couple of days ago that's going to play with the Texas Tech team. And he was already giving me some some crap about, you know, how he's going to meet us up there. But, no, I think it's going to be a great, you know, a great head-to-head matchup if that, if that takes place. So, obviously, you, you've played TBT. You had chaotic games last year, like you mentioned. Where else during your career have you had crazy moments? Is there a game that sticks out to you that's like, that Mm -hmm. is the craziest basketball moment I've ever been a part of? Uh, Being in China when they was able, the fans were able to come was pretty crazy. But in France, I've had some, a lot of crazy games, crazy moments in the playoffs. And then obviously the French Cup, uh, we were the French Cup winners. And that atmosphere was was insane. And obviously I played in, uh, in Partizan in Belgrade, Serbia where they throw batteries on the court and light fire in the stands. So that was a crazy atmosphere. So I think nothing will compare to that one. That's the second person today to mention that to me. Scoochie Smith told me that's the craziest environment yeah, he's ever played yeah, in. Too. Those fans over there, they're all about basketball. So yeah, that's a, that's a crazy atmosphere. So let, let's move away from TBT and stuff like that. Just talk to you a little bit. Who are some of the, the players that, Growing up, you modeled your game after. Uh, I tell everybody, Allen Iverson. You know, he's. You know, I used to cut my socks to make a sleeve on my arm. Uh, I wear number three because of him. Uh, he's he's the reason. Like I really got into loving basketball at an early age. So I'll probably say I'll have to say Allen Iverson is the main the main person. That's a good answer. That's like who LeBron says too. So oh, that yeah. that's yeah. I everybody feel like that's a be, yeah. Everybody wanted to be him with the headband. The tattoos. I don't have any tattoos, but I wanted them because of him. So that that's a good answer. So when you're hooping now, now that you're you know far into your career, you're an established player. Whose game do you think you're most similar to? Uh, I mean, Steph Curry is my favorite player. I try to like like model my game after him. Obviously, he's six six two six three, and I'm only five nine. But you know, I like to get off the ball, run around, run off pin downs. You know, catch and shoot, you know, just play pick and roll. I mean, so that's who I try to model my game after right now. So it's funny you mentioned Steph. I saw today Fletcher McGee, who signed with the Challenge ALS Florida TNT team today. He was working out with uh, Seth Curry. Okay. Who who are some of your go-to summer workout buddies? Uh, I try to keep it in-house. So it's just really my brother, Marcus Jefferson. Uh, He just graduated from a D2 in Nebraska. So I really just, you know, work out with him. I get a lot of, like, individual work with him. So we just keep it in-house, and that's really it. 
what what are you working on this summer? What are what are you training with right now? And you're gonna show off at TBT. No, I'm just working on being more consistent. You know, more consistent with my shot from deep range, short range, uh, floaters. I gotta get my floaters and definitely like well, especially the TBT because you know the refs aren't gonna call that many fouls. So I got I gotta be able to score at all three levels at like you know, at pretty consistent pace. So that's really what I'm working on this summer. I got a challenge for you this year. You ready for it? Mm-hmm. All eight points in the Elam ending. It's rare, but yeah. players do it. That's my right. challenge to you this year. Yeah, let's, let's get that. I can do that. I can definitely, I'm up to it. If you do it in the post-game interview, you got to be like, shout out inside TBT. Uh-huh. Andrew, he challenged me to do it, and I did it. I got you, man. I got you. I remember that. What What gyms do you have the best pickup runs at? Uh, here in, in Dallas, Fort Worth, Metroplex area, there's, uh, my guy, Booker Woodfox. Uh, he has, he has his own gym. We have great runs there. A lot of pros go there. Also, uh, give me some Wood. names. Give me some names. What pros okay. are we talking? I can give you some pros that's about to get drafted tomorrow. Keontae George, uh, Kaysen Wallace, uh, Justin Dentman. I know you heard of Justin Dentman before. It's a it's a lot of big names. Uh Jonathan Motley, he's come through there before. Miles, uh Mikey Miles that played at TCU. So there's a lot of big time, you know, college pros or that's gonna be pros out in the NBA that's there that played with us over the over the summer. So last few questions for you. When you're playing pickup, are you trying to improve something in your game? Are you like, I'm going into this today and I'm really going to focus on like finishing with my left, finishing off two feet, this, that, or you just let it happen. You just play. No, I just play. I just let it happen. You know, as I get older, I just let it happen, go out there for cardio. But obviously I want to work on my game, you know, work on different aspects, uh, how people are going to guard me. how I know people are going to guard me and how they're going to be physical with me. Uh, so I just try to work on, you know, obviously my cardio first, but, you know, I try to work on my floaters. Like this past time, I was trying to get in the paint, work on floaters and stuff like that. So that's really what I work on in the pickup games. All right. Channeling your inner Devin Booker here. Mm-hmm. Double teams in pickup, yay or nay? I'm all about winning. So whatever it takes, if you if you got double team me or whoever it is, you got to do it. All right. I'm final question. Final question for you. And then I actually got a few rapid fire fun questions, but final okay. hoops question. All right. Who's a player that you've gotten into it with in pickup that maybe you wouldn't expect it like a, a, a name drop player or like a guy that you were like, I did not expect this guy to be so uptight and be going at me like this. Do you have a, a pickup battle story? I have a couple of stories about that because you obviously I come in the court and they're like, oh, yeah, he played overseas. He's been overseas for a while. So they're going to come at me. But uh, this last week I got into it, not really, but with Damian James that played with Kevin Durant at Texas way back in the day. Uh, it was just competition. You know, you know, we were actually double teaming him because our team couldn't stop him. And so, like, he was getting upset about that. And then, you know, obviously we ended up beating him on the, uh, you know, buzzer be that lifetime in Dallas. So we kind of got into it, but it was friendly competition. So, all right, I got a, I got a couple follow up final questions for you. Best barbecue you've ever had in Texas? What is it? Oh, probably Hutchins Barbecue in Frisco. All right, are you a Cowboys fan? Uh, by default, yes. By default, because you're not really a big NFL guy, or by default because you don't really have a favorite team? Because I really don't have a favorite team. 
All right, what about some favorite NFL players? Doesn't have to be Cowboys guys. Uh, I like Mahomes. I like Kyler Murray because you know uh, Kyler Murray's from Louisville, and that's where I grew up. Uh, I mean, I've gotten to the NFL a lot over the past couple of years. I like Christian McCaffrey. Uh, and so those are those are some of the players I like. Final question. I'm sure you've been asked this before. This is a common athlete question. Most famous number in your phone? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I'll probably say Marcus Smart. Okay. Yeah. All right. Did you yeah. see the big trade that just went down? No, I did not. I, I've been, I'm in Mexico right now, so I haven't been really on my phone right now. It, it wasn't Marcus Smart, but the Celtics traded for Christoph Porzingis. Wow. Who they let go? Let me pull it up right now. It'll just take a second. I think they got wow. rid of Brog, Brogdon, maybe. Wow. Brogdon out of there. <laughs> All right. I don't know if it's finalized. I think it's finalized. Uh, the Celtics are working on a trade to acquire the Wizards, Christoph Porzingis, in a three-team deal that says, sends Brogdon to the Clippers, Marcus wow. Morris, Amir Kofi in the 30th pick to Washington. So kind of random, some picks involved, yeah. but Porzingis going to play with your guy, Marcus Smart. No, that's my wife's favorite team, the Celtics. So I'm sure she'll be happy about, I like Brogdon with them, but obviously they didn't get it done this past year. So I guess they had a short lease for him, but Kristaps yeah. will be a, a good pickup for them. All right. Final question. This is how I end every interview on Inside TBT. I turn the tables on you. Do you have any questions for me? You have to ask one. It doesn't have to be TBT or basketball, but it can be. Okay. What's your most memorable TBT moment? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, Most memorable TBT moment two years ago, Tyrese Rice stole the ball, Mm -hmm. stole it from Kenny Boynton on Florida TNT, got the bucket, which was the game-winning Elam Ender. Mm -hmm. And I was standing right under the baseline and he like pumped his fist right in front of me, almost hit me. I got yeah. mauled, had to get out of there. And I had some friends text me like, yo, is this you in the middle of the of the yeah. mall getting mauled right there? So that's my favorite TBT memory. No, nah, Tyrese Rice is one of my favorite players ever, too. He's a killer. Man, he is. Yeah, him, yeah, he's him and Keith Langford are two of one of my uh, favorite players to watch. So a great player. So I think uh, Kansas Keith Langford, right? Yes. I just yeah. interviewed him a, a few weeks ago. He's leading the uh, the Kansas team. Oh, man. Yeah, Keith Langford, he's a bad man. You know? He's a bad yeah. man. For sure. So, yeah, those are two of my favorite players to watch, especially when they was overseas, dominating. It was, a, it was a great sight. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Good luck to you this summer. I won't be in Lubbock because I'll be in Wichita. However, yeah. if you win – and go to Louisville. I may mm-hmm. see you in the quarterfinal in Louisville, and then I may see you in Philly. So that's a little extra juice for you to win All as right. you get to hang out with me. All right, man. Appreciate it, Andrew. Thanks for having me on, my man. Thank you. All right. I hope you enjoyed those interviews. Make sure you're following at the tournament and at Inside TBT on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, <clears throat> and now Threads. Yes, we are on Threads. We'll see how long that lasts, but give us a follow. We are so close to TBT. I can feel it. I'm excited. Players are in. Players are going to be doing crazy stuff. There's going to be highlights. There's going to be Elam endings. Get excited. We're so close. 
more content next week. Clocking out early, that's the dish I don't like. Been getting paid since I was riding on the bike. Hit the pedal with the eighth, hopping on the ninth flight. I've been chilling out of sight, I'll be at the bar tonight. Told the bartender, go and take my car to swipe. You try the same thing, but your car get declined. White rappers nowadays, no one not too hard to find. I'm so dapper with my ways, I'm gonna linger in your mind. Always told me good things, look, I'm too dumb, too I'm patient. But I've been way too patient, riding bars in my basement. I'm anxious in the real world, it's time for me to say this. The basics, the talent in my mind, I can't waste it. My life is too safe, it's my time for it's taking. I'm baking my mind every day, it's the same ish. Lazy, my grind needs to get a new facelift. Coming from the underground and busting through the pavement. Right with it. Cause you won't.